The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Hey, it's Brandon. I'm here to wrap up the versus season. Now that we're a couple of weeks past it and got all my emails together, so let's go through it and start the show. Better Band Podcast. We always podcast to our mom and dads. Always tell your mom and dad first what you do. That's right. Shout out to your mom and dad out there. It's the holidays. They might be missing you. You haven't talked to them in a while. Give them a call. Let them know how you're doing. See how they're doing. You know, they're not getting any younger. Can't thank the people who have come on my show talk to me and nerd out about Pearl Jam enough. I can't thank you guys enough. Also, the people listening and writing in emails, giving me iTunes reviews, all that sort of stuff, supporting and just being part of a super self-indulgent little uh, product, at least from my point of view. But I know other people are enjoying it too, so it's not all entirely self-indulgent. But uh, thank all of you, and uh, as I'm thanking people, I'm going to go ahead and give thanks to the people that came on my show and let me yammer on at them and with them, too. Uh, the, the, key, the key to doing this podcast is letting the other person talk as much as possible so that I don't have to say anything. So for anybody out there thinking of... Uh, of starting your own podcast about either Pearl Jam or anything else you want. That's the key. You, got, you can't have yourself, you can't have just you. You need a guest, and that way you can get them to do all the work. And then you can just sit back and just affer and uh-huh, uh-huh. And then like, oh, hey, uh, I'm going to say one or two things, and hopefully that'll let you go off on a big, huge, long tangent, and I can just sit back and, and relax. But, uh... Thanks to all of my previous guests for the Versus season. Randy Sobel from the Live on Four Legs podcast, Paul French, Emily Dunster, Tim Williamson, Kevin Lassard, Matt Massey, Aurelion Moreau, John Farrar, Spotlights for Live on Four Legs, Monty Gillard, Dave Jantosh from LiveFootsteps.org, Brett Bisconi, Bob Remington, Peter Antonchik from the 20 by 20 podcast, and my wife, Molly Palomo. Thanks, everyone, for helping me out and being a guest on my podcast. And as long as I'm throwing thanks around, I really need to thank Sandra Frost, who is my mother-in-law. She helped me out with the artwork for the podcast that you see up on iTunes and everywhere and stuff. That's the uh, collage sort of of the all the Pearl Jam albums. You can see all of her real work at Sandra Lee Frost Photography. She's got a lot of uh, pictures of my daughter because, of course, she's a proud grandmother and she loves taking pictures of my cute little kid. And if anyone listening wants to be a guest and chat about Pearl Jam with me, you can just send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com and we'll schedule a date and a workout a song for when we will talk. I want to get a little bit further with the Vitology episodes before I do sign-ups for No Code and Yield. 
But if you let me know ahead of time that you want to be on the show in the future, then I'll put you in my list that when I email everybody who've been past guests that I'm taking the signups, you'll get first crack and uh, before I start posting on the forums that I'm looking for guests. So you'll get a heads up in the game. You can also send me an email if you've got things to say about the podcast as well. So I will read some letters and answer them on the air like so many other podcasts do. Ah, yes, it's mail time. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. We're putting you out of business because we're using the email. So... (laughs) Uh, we have past guest Peter Antonchik, who wrote me an email saying, Brandon, first, I'm loving season two already. I remember liking this from season one, but the tie-up of season one and intro to two brought it back that I like why you're doing the pod. I'm not the best speaker, but I have to be at work, so any chance to hone my speaking skills is always welcome, even though I hate it. I just finished the daughter episode, and I'm glad you mentioned it at the end, because usually midway through your episode, I skip over to Spotify and listen to the track. It's crazy that it's truly one verse. I'm sure there is a technical phrase for this, but I feel like the guitar solos are their own verses too, because they are so iconic and recognizable. Everyone is strumming along or has it going in their head like they are words. For sure, a different dynamic than all songs they have done at this point. That's it. Hope you're doing well. Just checking in to let you know I'm enjoying the pod. I don't believe there is a real term for a song that only has one verse. I do know that there is a song, the name for a song that sort of repeats the same thing over and over again. Uh, It's an Italian word, I believe. That sort of uh, means stubborn or obstinate. It's uh, ostinato, so that's like sort of a bittersweet symphony from the Verve is just something that's kind of just repeating over and over and over again and doesn't really change. That's uh, not what this is at all, but I just want to uh, show that I know a little something about music or that I know how to use Google. I have Aurelio Moreau, who also sent me an email. All these names sound familiar. It's almost like they're past guests and I just mentioned their names. He writes... Hello, Brandon. I hope you're fine. Just a short message to let you know that I was really not indifferent about the indifference episode. I relate a lot to what you have said from the early age self-hate to the nowadays concerns of a parent. It's coffee time here and I have to leave you. All the best. And once again, thanks for the podcast, Aurelion. P.S. Will you do a wrap up of season two when you're done with verses or after Vitology? I'm not sure if season two is verses only or verses and Vitology. And as you can tell with this right now, I am or I did do a wrap-up episode of Versus, and I'm going to do one with Vitology. Versus and Vitology are two separate seasons, and I wrote him back earlier than that, so he wasn't hanging until, you know, just now or a couple weeks ago when I released the, uh, when I started the Vitology season. I have a short little comment slash email from John Farrar saying, the Elijah one, a larger one thing, is definitely a double entendre on purpose. That's just because he's really tall, right? Or he's got big feet, right? That can't possibly be a entendre for anything else, right? Right? And then I got one last email from Bob Remington. He says, hey, Brandon, thanks for the indifference episode. Heavy stuff in there for sure, but necessary for so many. It was a good reminder for me to hear during what has been a tough week. 
I'm glad you've been able to work on what you've needed to that has led you to do this podcast. Thank you for the time and effort that you put into doing this for us to listen to. You helped someone with your words today. Thank you for that. Take care and thanks again, Bob Remington. It's kind of weird when going to work every day seems like the real world and like that's the stuff that matters. That's the stuff where, you know, you're doing stuff for real, stuff that counts and then making a podcast, kind of fooling around with a hobby or something like that seems like it's not real, like it doesn't make an impact. But I don't know, It's if it makes you happy and it brings you joy, obviously it has an impact. It is something real, even if it's not something that a lot of people can share with you or a lot of people are exposed to, it still is changing something for you and making you feel better. And that's something that's kind of hard to remember or keep in mind when I'm just sitting alone here talking into a microphone and there's nobody else around except for my kids kind of running around or something like that. But that real life and real world really sucks sometimes. It's, uh, you know, got other people in it who are just idiots and full of hate or just want to drag people down to their own dark level and stuff like that. And it's hard to realize that that's not what the real world has to be. That's not what the prescription, that's not the destiny for everything that's out there in the quote unquote real world. And sometimes you're fucking around and I don't know, you get in touch with people and they talk up to you about Pearl Jam and you have a good time and I don't know, kind of almost friendships sort of bloom, even if they're only online or something like that. So I think really the thing that I'm trying to put out there, trying to hammer home, is that you just never know. You just gotta put yourself out there with a positive intent, and then, you know, sometimes it works out against your anxiety and what your the, the bad thoughts in your head are telling you aren't possible. You know, sometimes things work out okay. Maybe not stellar and world-changing and stuff like that, but, you know, it's just okay and you don't have anything to 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 worry about but you know except that fear that just keeps telling you no no no, you can't do that you don't know you don't know but it's probably wrong because it's it's keeping you from living and besides if you go out there and you know try it's not like you have to then read the reviews of uh what people think so, hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to read my reviews. People have reviewed me on iTunes. So here's what people have said from Pete Goddamn on Apple. Said, great PJ pod. I stumble upon your podcast. I find myself listening to the song, then your episode, stopping midway to re-listen to the song, finish the pod, and then Google lyrics and meanings while I listen to the song again. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Got one from Martino J 13 I think that's actually a friend of mine. So... I'll take that with a grain of salt. He's, you know, an insider, not, you know, <laughs> not some random person. <laughs> Here it's great folksy vibe. I consider myself just a casual Pearl Jam fan, but the joy that Brandon and his guests bring to discussing Pearl Jam's music is infectious. The conversations remind me that we're all walking around and living with the abilities to get deep and to make a personal connection to the world around us. Most of the time we keep this part of our lives private, but it's really something we should take the time to share more often. It's the part that makes people interesting. Great job, and keep the conversations coming. And the final review 
I've got by Gordy Doggo. Come for the Pearl Jam, stay for the camaraderie. The show comprehensively breaks down Pearl Jam on an album-by-album basis, going through each individual track and their meaning and importance to the band's legacy. Brandon does a great job of making his guests feel comfortable by bringing up nostalgic topics that aren't just relative to the band and the music, and also fun references to pop culture cartoons, and usually something regarding candy. His episodes are very easy to listen to and are a must-listen for any Pearl Jam aficionado. I know you're supposed to say that reviews on iTunes help a lot, so if you would like to help me, go ahead and leave reviews on iTunes for me. And if you want to support me in other ways, you can also go to ko-fi.com slash b-r-a-n-d-e-n-p and you can leave me little donations in $3 increments saying that I did a good job. And I'll try to do some more uh, posts on there for people who want to just stop by and look as well. I had intended on this episode being out around the holidays, as you can uh, tell from the beginning of this episode. But, you know, when I'm the only one doing it, I kind of get lost and sometimes put things off. But, hey, better late than never. But I had intended to uh, donate all of my November and December donations through Kofi to the uh, Northern Nevada Food Bank. And I did that. I didn't get very many because, like I said, I if I had this episode out earlier, I might have uh, promoted it a little bit better. But uh, thanks to Bob Remington and Aurelio Merle for donating during that time period. And I put that money and some of my own and donated an even 20 bucks to them. Not a whole bunch, but it's something, anything I can do to help. And I'm going to do this every year around the holidays, November, December. And hey, if anybody wants to uh, donate for the rest of this month, January, I'll go ahead and throw that in and uh, donate all that to them as well. And that's ko-fi.com slash b-r-a-n-d-e-n-p. But let's get into the meat of this episode, what it's supposed to be about, wrapping up Versus. So after listening and analyzing the whole thing, Versus is still my favorite Pearl Jam album. The rating is still 4.3 out of 5 stars, the way it's been. I got a little bit greater appreciation for Dissident, um, that's probably the only thing that really changed in my listening and research for this album. Half the songs on this album I've uh, given five stars to. I think they're probably the best of Pearl Jam's career and really stand out and represent what this band is. And I think that uh, you can give these songs to somebody who doesn't know anything about Pearl Jam and say that this is you know, what they're about. These are songs that will definitely get them on board. Um, Five-star songs are Go, Animal, Daughter, Review Mirror, Elderly Woman, and Indifference. So that's half. Six of the 12 songs, I think, are just stellar and beyond reproach. Uh, four stars. I have four, four songs that have four stars. Glorified G, WMA, Blood and Leash. Those are great, solid album tracks that um, I think that everybody is waiting to, to, to hear them play live, sort of ones that they don't really bust out too often, but that I think that when they do, that people are like, yeah! And um, 
everything else is three stars. There's nothing that's that's below that. Nothing that's just sort of like, man, they could have left this off the album. So uh, compared to 10, the only other album I've gone through so far on this podcast, uh, they had four five-star songs. So that's 30, 36% of the songs, um, five stars. And like I said, this one has 50% five stars. So I think that using all that analytics and hard data that this can prove that this is <laughs> my favorite album, at least so far. Still got everything else to go through, so we'll get it all figured out, hopefully, before 2030. <laughs> and given the historical import of this album, the fact that this is the first CD that I bought with my own money, and I can remember that whole interaction i got that story just built up in my mind and i can relive it and see it frame by frame in my mind it's hard to remove that history and the nostalgia from my analysis of the album and i think that when you've listened to a band for so long and have had such a history with them that you're always going to have a little bit of a rosier view of the past than of more recent stuff. So hopefully as I go through the albums, I'll try to be a little bit more impartial, but also try to have my passion that used to burn white hot, stoke it and, and try to listen to the newer, later stuff with just as much uh, of an open mind and with having an open heart and, and wanting to love this band and really do loving this band. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that, uh, one of them being that the way that you used to listen to music back in the early 90s and before that and everything is that you had a stereo. I mean, as, as time went on later in the 90s and stuff, you'd have better, you know, there was Walkmans and stuff, but portable CD players and everything like that. But primarily you were stuck at home. You were locked in front of the stereo and so you had to sit there or you know you could walk around and whatever but you could have it was a whole lot easier to have the album liner notes in front of you and you could read the lyrics and you can sort of absorb visually and audioly audibly <laughs> you could absorb it um with two senses um you also you know the smell of the uh of the booklet and you know just sort of holding it in your hand, having a feeling, a tactile weight. So there's multiple sort of entry points for it to attach on to your brain, for it to, to root in and to make memories and for it to imprint its import to you. You get a little bit older, you start driving. At least that was my case. I was listening to the band before I was driving. But then, you know, if you're able to listen to it as you're driving, that's so many more of those parts removed and you don't get i think as invested into it you can listen to it probably a lot more but it doesn't have the same weight to it as it as it used to and then you get to digital music and so you know you download it to an ipod or something and so you're not looking at the book anymore it's made to be portable you can listen to it wherever you want a tiny little screen Maybe it shows the album artwork. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just says the name of the songs. You don't get as invested. You're like, oh, wait, what was the name of the song again? I really like it. Or it's like, ah, oh, this song I don't really care about or whatever. I'll just skip it. And so there's there's more of that. There's more skipping. You're no longer concretely tethered to the 
tracking of the album to the whole running it through, listening to it from start to finish. You can kind of flow however you want to. And now we're at the point where we're renting music, where a lot of people are just listening to streaming and stuff. And so it's more about convenience and music being a product than a piece of art being something that can contribute to your spiritual well-being. It's something that doesn't really speak to you. It speaks at you. It's just another in the line and collection of products that you build up around yourself as you get older and you work and you have less time to feed your inner self because uh, you're pretty much grown. You're you're not going to develop anymore, right? You don't need as much input to keep that part of yourself going. You are pretty much on autopilot and now you need to pay bills and take care of your family and all that sort of stuff. Something in this album too versus is that compared to 10, 10 I think was primarily a pure expression of self. This is uh, Eddie lyrically completely removed from the world, basically the world knowing who he is and he's able to write really personal meaning lyrics about his life and the way he feels and with verses and vitology eddie is now capital eddie he is the front man for one of the biggest bands in the world and so you have fame and all this other alien stuff uh, affecting him so he he starts writing about being famous and feeling this unease and anxiety that i think didn't track with as many people you couldn't really relate to it you could relate to more stuff i think on 10 from him being a real person as opposed to being a celebrity and, and being a rock star from sort of uh, verses and vitology so i think those probably contribute those are the main reasons why people have much more a broad attachment to 10 than versus also, it doesn't help when you don't release videos for any songs and you're not as present and immediate in people's eyes. And of course, there's all the studies that show that the prime age to develop your listening tastes to music is in the mid-teenage years, like 13 to 16. Also, that uh, after you turn like 30-ish or so, that after you turn about 24, 25, you stop listening to new music as much. And so your your tastes are firmly planted in that prime developmental stage of your life. And so for a lot of people who have been listening to Pearl Jam throughout Pearl Jam's career and started when they were younger in their teens and stuff or in their teens and 20s, this is it for them. This is their band and those early albums are the epitome of what Pearl Jam is, the epitome of, I don't know about uh, artistic achievement, but at least the ones that hit home to them the most. So that's probably one of the main reasons that people want Pearl Jam to rock and be hard and be young and youthful like they used to be when they discovered the band, but they've gotten older and they're creativity has evolved and aged along with them so there's new songs that they want to write and the new styles they want to uh, explore so 
you're never going to get another versus another mythology, another yield even, which I know that when it came out, uh, especially following no code, people were like, oh, this is the return of Pearl Jam. This is the Pearl Jam you know and love. Not any more of that weird stuff. But, you know, yield had its own sort of experimentalism and maturation of genre and song craft. But, you know, I'll talk about that at the end of the year. I think I should get to yield. I should be able to get to yield before the year ends. So I think that's enough of uh, Better Band ASMR Theater here. And uh, I'm going to wrap up the episode with all the plugs and all that sort of stuff you're supposed to say at the end of your podcast. If you want to help contribute monetarily, you can leave me $3 increment tips over at ko-fi.com slash b-r-a-n-d-e-n-p. I am in the middle of transitioning everything over to a Better Band Pod branded sort of uh, tag handle and separating it from the uh, Listen Up brand, I guess, or whatever. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Better Band Pod. Easy to find. Spread the word. And spread the word about the podcast, too. If you like what you hear and you have friends that listen to Pearl Jam, too, or are nostalgic about the 90s, you know, say, check this out. And you can also leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, wherever there are reviews. And don't be shy. I like talking to new people. If you want to talk about Pearl Jam, keep an eye open on the socials for when I ask for new people to come on to interview about the next albums. Or you can email me at betterbandpod at gmail.com. Say, hey, I want to know when you're signing up people, and I'll let you know. I'm always looking to talk to more women and more of my fellow people of color, also people who aren't binary or who are in the LGBTQ community. I know there are all different kinds of people who listen to this band, and, you know, I want to see them represented. I want uh, people to know that we're all a huge community. We're not a monolith, and hey, let people know you're out there. So thanks for listening. Sorry I missed a couple weeks there with no new episode. As always, this is Brandon saying, Dear Mom and Dad, I no longer fear hell because I have been to Camp Krusty. Listen up.